Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. There are many things about Svetlana Alieva that are surprising. She's a Russian who doesn't like vodka. She's a princess who hates dressing up. Her favorite movie of all time is Weird Al Yankovic's UHF. Okay, that last one is actually my favorite movie. But the point is, the most unsurprising thing about Svetlana is that she fantasizes about a picture-perfect, calm, loving nuclear family. And when I had my own children, I wanted them to have more normal life. Look, we're all trying to give our kids what we didn't have, and normalcy or Svetlana's fantasy of it was one thing she lacked growing up as Stalin's daughter. And any normalcy she'd managed to create for herself was thrown out the window when she left her kids behind and made her way to America. Since defecting three years ago, Svetlana hasn't really spoken to her children, Yosef and Katya. Their response to her abandonment was understandably harsh and resentful. But she'd never stopped trying, even though her birthday cards and letters arrived back in her mailbox marked return to sender. And she held out hope that eventually they would come around. Maybe in future, I hope I will be able to uh, invite them to come spend their vacations. Maybe that would be possible. That would not be possible. So now she's going to try and shape her life into the most fantastically normal existence anyone could ever dream of. At Taliesin the least normal place of all time. My name is Dan Katroser, and this is Svetlana Svetlana. You wake up in the morning, you live your day, and then you do it tomorrow. 
to one. Cash cows. If you go to Spring Green, Wisconsin, one thing people will be so excited to tell you about is how the geological area that encompasses southwestern Wisconsin, the area where the Wrights made their home, is called the Driftless. Let's go there now. Close your eyes. Breathe in. Imagine softly rolling hills laced with babbling brooks. Give yourself permission to step back in time. Before the last ice age. To a region spared from glaciers, allowing it to retain its natural splendor. Now open your eyes and give yourself a pat on the back for watching a YouTube channel called Slow TV, Dreamy Views of Driftless Wisconsin. You must be really cool. The Driftless. Wasn't that just the perfect metaphor for our Svetlana? And yet, ironically, after drifting around from Russia to India to New York to Princeton to Arizona, it was here in the Driftless where she started to feel rooted. About a week after Svetlana and Wes arrived that summer, fresh off their blissful cross-country road trip from Arizona, the local paper publishes a front-page article. Mrs. William Wesley Peters enjoys being spring green housewife. When the reporter asks if she intends to continue her writing, Svetlana says, oh no, two books were enough. She is planning to do, quote, nothing except be a good wife to my husband. That is a full-time job. A good wife. What does that really mean? You could watch Juliana Margulies for seven seasons and still not know. And a good mom? That's an even tougher one. But Svetlana's going to have to figure it out, because when she and Wes arrive in Wisconsin, she meets her new stepson, Brandock. May I tell you how happy I am to have a 28-year-old son, Brandock Peters, who is a charming young man. I am too lucky indeed. You've heard Brandock's name before. He was once Wes's little boy, the one who survived the deadly car crash that killed his mother and little brother. Now, all grown up at 28 years old, Brandock is a little bit between jobs. An accomplished cellist, he had made it all the way to the Munich Orchestra. But because he wasn't first chair, his grandma Olgavana had apparently told him he didn't stack up. So Brandock ditches the cello and moves back to Wisconsin to live in his father's farmhouse called Aldebaran. Wes fittingly chose the name, which in Arabic means the follower. Brandock's going through the sort of stunted, what am I going to do with my life? How will I ever live up to my lineage? My grandfather is Frank Lloyd Wright and I'm just a retired cellist. Arrested development phase, which, in my humble opinion, sounds perfect for someone like Svetlana, who's in search of normal. He approached me, that was about the farm, when he wanted to run this agricultural business. Brandock has big dreams, and Svetlana can help. He wants to start a cattle breeding venture that he and his father can manage. This whole thing sounds pretty quaint to me. A little farmhouse, a herd of Herefords. It's like a family band that's all cowbell. And Svetlana is thrilled at the chance to do something for her men, as she calls them. Out comes the checkbook. We started the farm operation in Aldebaran. I put lots of money into that. 
Aldebaran was originally built by Frank Lloyd Wright's uncle, and while it's within view of Taliesin up on the hill, it's a separate single-family home, away from communal life. These days, it's an Airbnb, so obviously my producers and I stayed there. Here's Catherine. How much did I do? I think you gotta read the whole thing. Proudly displayed on the wall is a framed advertisement for the Peters family business, Aldebaran, the Hereford Star of Wisconsin. Cows that do not measure up to a high standard of production or who fail to transmit their own good qualities to their offspring have no place in this herd. And then William Wesley Peters, operator, is at the bottom in Frank Lloyd Wright font. Now listen, all this is well and grand, but Svetlana is choosing to invest in her husband and stepson after having refused to invest in the foundation to the tune of $30,000 a year. Wes and Brandock were her family, not Taliesin, not Olga Vanna. But to Olga Vanna Lloyd Wright, these freaking cows must be a radical act of disobedience. Wes had always given everything to the foundation, and Olga Vanna expected that his new wife would too. Here's Harold. He had inherited a significant amount of wealth that was ultimately all turned over to Taliesin, one way or another. Still, for a moment... Let's ignore Olgavana's brewing discontent because something bigger is brewing, something no one expected would happen, something very normal. Svetlana Stalin Peters, daughter of the late Soviet dictator, says she's expecting a baby next spring. The 44-year-old Mrs. Peters defected to the West four years ago. Her two grown children by a previous marriage are still in the Soviet Union. This was everything Svetlana could have asked for. More, even. She rushes to tell Wes, who is, of course, surprised. A father again at 58. But he's glad. He was rather pleased. (laughs) We're rather pleased at such a surprise. And Svetlana is ecstatic. She had wanted another chance to be a good mother. And now, by some miracle, she's going to get it. I wanted the baby because I lost my two children. Adults are, were abroad and lost forever, so I was glad to have another one. So let's once again close our eyes and live inside this moment of warmth and happiness and promise among the rolling hills of driftless Wisconsin. Inside a moment where Svetlana is content and at peace and getting everything she wants. Because almost immediately after Wes learns of the pregnancy, he will run to Olgavana and tell her everything. And Olgavana will react in a very not normal way. After the break. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. 
Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Act two, bullshit. I love it when friends call to tell me they're pregnant. As a gunkle many times over, I've gotten used to the text message. Hi, will you be around later for a FaceTime? Okay, maybe I feign surprise two, three, 80 times, but it's always really sweet when people you love are letting you be a part of their great familial prologue. Okay, maybe it's not always sweet. For example, that one time, Wes went ahead and told Olga Vanna that he and Svetlana were expecting. Wes ran to her with the news that we are going to have a baby, you know, in our age. And then, of course, he returned from her with a gray face and saying that, aren't you going to do something about it? She wanted me to make abortion. Not exactly the response you'd be hoping for as a middle-aged woman yearning for a family. Still, Svetlana must have noticed there weren't many kids at Taliesin. After Frank Lodrade died, uh, no children should be born there. There was some kind of prohibition, you know, no babies here. Here's biographer Rosemary Sullivan again. And if there were kids, they were put in tents on the edge of the property. <laughs> Olga Vanna considers the pregnancy a problem to be dealt with. She said to him, how could you be so careless when he told her that Svetlana was pregnant? Olga Vanna begs Wes to reason with his wife. She even calls Svetlana's friends, the Kennans, and demands they intervene. It's a full court press as Frank Lloyd Wright's widow tries to abort Joseph Stalin's American grandchild. What a sentence. Though Svetlana was religious, from what I can gather, she wasn't opposed to abortion. She told one prospective biographer she'd had three abortions back in Russia. But those were her choices. She asks Wes, why does that dictator always interfere with human lives? Words that will eventually make their way back to Olga Vanna. In this world that is so fiercely overseen by its matriarch, Svetlana is getting a bitter taste of the life she thought she left behind. She had a way to impose herself on other people, which 
she was like my father. She was a born dictator. She had this tremendous, tyrannical, dictatorial ways. Moreover, Svetlana is 44 years old, and this pregnancy is her last chance to build the life she always wanted. She's going to keep that baby. She's going to fight for her family which puts Wes in a bit of a tough spot. He's become the human rope in a game of tug of war between Svetlana and Olga Vanna. But it's not a fun game of tug of war, like at theater camp where everyone is gay and hates rope. This is like tug of war at a sports camp where everyone is closeted and likes rope. Don't think too hard on that one. The point is, this tug of war will last years. It will cost Svetlana a lot of heartache and a lot of money. There's a letter we found in the archives from Svetlana to her friend Don Loveless, dated January 25th, 1971. She's about six months pregnant and nine months into her marriage, and the picture she paints is bleak. It seems to me that we are doing something in a wrong way, which might turn out to be fatal for both of us in the long run. Wes, she writes, is so good, so trustful, that he is enslaved mentally and financially by his loyalty to Taliesin. One by one, she lists her grievances. Before she and Wes were married, she had a million dollars and was living on $2,500 a month in Princeton. Then enters Wes. $120,000 spent on paying down his $200,000 worth of debts. Cha-ching! $140,000 to save his farm. Cha-ching! $250,000 to launch the family cattle business. Cha-ching! She says she's happy to do it. I enjoyed looking at father and son being so close. I still continue to feel quite happy doing all these changes and arrangements, signing lots of papers sent to me. But it's starting to add up. Svetlana ditches the lawyers that oversee her money in New York and hires Wes's firm instead. She pays to renovate their rooms at Taliesin West, which takes months and goes 150% over budget. $25,000 paid to the Frank Lloyd Wright Foundation. Cha-ching! Oh, and if anyone cares, Svetlana is also paying for a hospital in India in honor of her late husband, Brajesh Singh. Cha-sing! It is clear we have to stop doing that. Or very soon, nothing will be left here. I am not writing more sensational books. Yet Wes continues to spend nonstop. That is, after all, his M.O., he apparently mails ball gowns for some reason to Svetlana's friend Joan Kennan. He buys so many colognes and perfumes that he and Svetlana call their bathroom the fragrance garden. For someone with no money, he sure knows how to spend it. It is good for him that I happen to be near. But even Rockefeller or Ford would not be enough to replace the money, which in this abnormal situation is just going into the sand. And this sand is a vast Sahara desert, and there is only a, a small brook in my possession to feed it. Wes clearly has a problem, and Svetlana knows she cannot be the one to solve it indefinitely. So she summons the new lawyers, who represent both her and the Frank Lloyd Wright Foundation, and demands that her husband be paid for his architectural work. They laugh, and tell her the foundation has no money to pay him. 
So after a brief ray of happiness and hope, a new marriage, a new baby, a new life, Svetlana finds herself with a husband and stepson who are either willingly or carelessly bankrupting her, a quasi-mother-in-law who wishes the baby inside of her had never existed, and an entire fellowship of architects who now shun her in the hallways. Other letters in the archives reveal that Olgavana shouts at Svetlana and says she behaves just like Stalin. And Olgavana's daughter, Yavana, who'd once wished Svetlana could be her sister, curses her out, writing, You are the worst thing that ever happened to poor Wes, and I feel nothing but pity for him and curses for myself in getting him involved with you. And then Wes, who is still working tirelessly for zero dollars a year, is sent to Tehran to work on a palace. Obviously. So Svetlana's pregnant and alone in a strange, suffocating place. And she decides for her final trimester, she's going to get the hell out of Taliesin and finish out her pregnancy in California with Wes's sister and brother-in-law. Finally. Can we all just breathe a sigh of relief for Svet in this moment? I've never been pregnant before, but even if I didn't have a fetus gestating inside of me, I'd probably want some space from Olgavana, Yavana, and the rest of the Taliesin troop. And to be fair, I've never had to care for a woman who is 44 years old and pregnant with my dead daughter's husband's child. So Svetlana focuses on her bun in the oven in peace and quiet, away from Olgavana and the rest of them, and on May 21st, 1971, at a hospital outside of San Francisco, she gives birth to a baby girl. Svetlana Peters, the immigrant daughter of Joseph Stalin, gave birth yesterday to a daughter like any new parents, the Peters were proud to show off their baby girl named Olga, who weighed in at a healthy 7 pounds 9 ounces. Did you catch that? Svetlana names her baby girl Olga. Remember how Svetlana's grandmother's name was Olga, which was also Olgavana's given name? And how Olgavana had believed there was a mystical connection between the two of them because her dead daughter's name was Svetlana and Svetlana's name was Svetlana? Well, now, to complete the cycle, Svetlana, our Svetlana, is naming her daughter, that's right, Olga. Yes, Olga. The name bullshit is back, baby. Now, Wes isn't there for the birth. Not because he's in Tehran building a palace. At this point, he's actually in California. But no one can get a hold of him because he's out to dinner with Olgavana and the Taliesin crew. He does eventually make it to the hospital to high-five his wife and meet his kid. But in Taliesin fashion, he doesn't come alone. Like an older male Valerie Cherish, Wes saunters into Svetlana's hospital room with news cameras in tow. And if there is any irony in the birth here in the United States of a granddaughter of Joseph Stalin, the baby's mother prefers not to see it. For the time being, I'm just a happy mother having this child, and uh, I only hope that uh, she will bring a lot of joys to my life. Can you imagine giving birth without your husband, and then he shows up a day late with an entourage of reporters who want to remind you of your tortured lineage? Unfortunately, Wes loved to be in, in mm. the public identity. Mm. He loved it. He loved it. He loved to talk. And he thought this is promoting architecture. Nevertheless, she writes that he was giddy, like a young father, 
even though he was nearly 60. He wanted the world to know, and for a woman that would swoon when he called her his wife publicly, Svetlana must have seen this whole charade as proof of his love for her, for their family. For a while after the birth, things seemed better. Svetlana loves motherhood. She loves her daughter. She loves staying with Wes's sister in California. For two glorious months, they get to be a family away from the fellowship. And in this time away, perhaps Svetlana dreams that they really can have it all, that Wes can carry on at Taliesin and she can forge her family on her own terms inside of it. When Svetlana and Wes fly from California to Wisconsin that summer, Olga Vanna, as a gesture of goodwill, gives them an extra room for the baby. Wes, who is so often withholding, tells her, you brought me back to life after all those years. Svetlana is in a suspended heaven. Svetlana had this fantasy, and I I found it so poignant. She's at the farm. She's sitting uh, on the bench in the front uh, open porch. Olga had just been born three months ago, and... I was tending the baby buggy while sitting on the wooden porch of a small farm we had. She's got a dog at her feet. She has her baby in the carriage. A big Irish wolfhound was peacefully lying at my feet as I rocked in an old, comfortable rocker. Her two men, as she calls them, Wesley and his son, are coming over the horizon. A herd of cows was returning home down the road with cowbells tinkling. I could see down the road, near the gate, Wesley and his grown son, hens in their pockets, slowly walking home while discussing farm affairs. And she's happy. She thought she could turn Wesley Peters into this pastoral romance. The rocker was rocking, Olga was sleeping, and I thought then, here it is, the greatest happiest moment of my life. Stop. Hold this moment forever. I have a family, a home in my new country, and from here on, my life will be like this. Harmonious, secure, and filled with evening light. So, you know, we all fictionalize our lives somewhat. Svetlana wants to stay in this beautiful moment, but we can't hit the pause button on our lives. Time has an unrepentant way of flicking forward, no matter how hard we try to stop it. More after the break. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. 
Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Act 3. Grave Danger Svetlana really loved Wisconsin. She loved watching her baby Olga grow healthy and strong, walking her in the sunshine under rustling trees, nursing her on the warm earth, and playing with her toes in the green grass. This was her motherland, Svetlana writes. This was home. In fact, Svetlana loved Wisconsin so much that she would eventually die there, just 25 miles from Taliesin. Its hold on her would last her lifetime. When my team and I went to Spring Green, we were skeptical. We'd read Harold and Roger's book about the fellowship. We'd read Svetlana's manuscripts, tinged with cynicism. But there really is some magic in the Driftless. Peace and wonder. And so many delicious cheese curds. Hashtag lactate, hashtag fart. I stayed in that farmhouse. I sat on that porch where Svetlana rocked her baby and looked out at her men coming up over the hill, golden in the setting sun. I started to understand the intoxicating allure, the dream she was projecting onto everyone and everything around her. But I think that's what it was. A fiction at odds with reality and the fantasy quickly shatters. Svetlana dreams of moving her family away from the hubbub of Taliesin and into the farm she's bankrolling, Aldebaran, but Brandock says no. He and his girlfriend live here and they need privacy. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Wes starts to become distant again, seemingly resentful that his new Svetlana doesn't more closely resemble his first Svetlana. Uh, of course, first Svetlana was part of the establishment that I was supposed to get into this thing too and become part of it. Instead, Svet is badmouthing Taliesin's traditions so openly that Olgavana bans the young fellows from stopping by her room to chat, calling her a bad influence. And oh yeah, the cattle venture is bleeding money. Cha-ching! Not exactly the cash cow they'd hoped for. 
When September comes and Olga Vana prepares the fellowship to travel back to Arizona, she calls Svetlana into her private chamber for a chat. I had one too, and she kind of almost hypnotized me. You describe it about how you ended up kissing her hand. Yes. Tete a tete? Hypnosis? Hand kissing? Olga Vana wants to know Svetlana's beef with Taliesin. Svetlana bites her tongue, but Olga Vana isn't having it. She suddenly took my both hands in hers and pulled me to herself so close that there was almost no space left between us. I tried to loosen the grip and to step backward a little, but she held my hands tightly. Olga Vana stares deeply into Svetlana's eyes, locking her into her gaze. She began to breathe deeply and slowly, still staring. I lost all my volition and stood there, paralyzed. Fear entered me like a cold wave, but I could not move. After a moment of strain, I broke down in tears, still holding my hands. Then something incredibly out of character happens. I have done something I would never have done on my own accord. I kissed those hands of hers several times. Only then did she release me. She was pleased. Svet is shook. I said goodbye. Wiped my tears with my palms and left. I I could only do that under her will, you know. I wouldn't do that under my my own sort of... I, I I was scared of her. When Svetlana returns to Wes, she's trembling, crying, convinced that Olgavana has the power to hypnotize her into submission. She can never be alone with her again. She hopes Wes will hold her, soothe her, and take her away from this terrible place. But instead, he chastises her, tells her that it is a privilege to live at Taliesin, and that if she doesn't change her attitude, he doesn't know what the future of their marriage will be. Remember, Wes was the first apprentice of the fellowship, and he stayed at Taliesin for close to 40 years. He named his cabin Aldebaran, which means the follower. He's not going to suddenly change teams just because this woman happens to be his wife and mother of his child. Before summer's end, Svetlana takes a stroll with her little baby to Unity Chapel, a tiny, quaint little church just at the bottom of a hill. Aside from being a lovely spot, Unity Chapel is also the Lloyd Wright Family Cemetery. It's maybe a few hundred feet from where we were staying at Aldebaran, so we strolled down there too. At night. I'm gonna pull up right here. All right, we are going at night to a cemetery, and hopefully there'll be ghosts. It was kind of a Taliesin scavenger hunt. My producers and I in the middle of Wisconsin, in the middle of the night, odd to be stumbling across the tombstones of the different members of this weird history that we'd all been sucked into. This is Wood, Sydney <laughs> Make. Oh my God, that's my brother's name, Jeffrey. Oh, Stu Schwartz, there was a Jew here. That's comforting. We found the master's grave. Allison, Mary. Uh, this is Frank Lloyd Wright's grave. 
And then Adam found Svetlana, the first one. You found her? William Wesley Peters. Oh my God. Svetlana might have come here in the day, not at midnight, with a baby, not a gaggle of producers, but she stood where I stood and saw what I saw her own name, Svetlana Peters, on a gravestone. And it shook her to her very core. When I saw my name, Svetlana Peters, I thought, oh my God, you know, that's what, that's how it will finish with me. She writes, I was here to repeat this woman's life, to marry her former husband. I would surely end up one day in something terrible, and perhaps my little daughter too. The grave, Svetlana is certain, was an omen, one that meant she was condemned to the same fate as the first Svetlana, that baby Olga was condemned to the same fate as baby Daniel. It must have been terrifying. Svetlana had been here before, thwarted by fate, trapped in cycles she thought she'd broken. She had risked everything to step out of Stalin's shadow, to tell her own story, only to find herself sucked into the orbit of a woman who reminded her of her father. She'd taken chances on love, only to have her heart broken over and over in exactly the same place. She had tried to create a new family, only to find herself haunted by a woman who had lived her same life, who had had her same name. But now she had this tiny baby that she had to protect at all costs. For Svetlana, it was clear. She and Olga were under threat, and that threat was Olga Vana. If she wanted them to escape their fate, to not end up in the ground, she'd have to protect them from Mrs. Wright. Their lives, Svetlana was sure, depended on it. On the next episode of Svetlana Svetlana. Svetlana Svetlana is a production of iHeart Podcasts and The Documentary Group. I'm your host, Dan Katroser. The show is written and produced by me, Adam Weber, Allison Joy, and Catherine Isaac. We also serve as executive producers. At The Documentary Group, our executive producer is Joe Batsilowitz, with production oversight by Stacey Klieger and additional support from Tom Yellen and Gabrielle Tenenbaum. Our iHeart team is supervising producer Casey Pegram and executive producer Maya Howard, editing assistance from producers Christina Loringer and Joey Pat, original music by Ilan Isakov, production counsel by Sloss Eckhouse Dasty Haynes Lawco, clearance counsel by Ballard Spar, fact checking assistance by Megan Trout, special thanks to my husband, Jordan Siegel and Roger Friedland and Harold Zellman, authors of the book The Fellowship, who kindly granted permission to include excerpts from their taped interview with Svetlana. Excerpts from Svetlana Aluyeva's book The Faraway Music are performed by Cassie Greer. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. 
Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques. Whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products, Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.